guys, Princess here. Welcome to episode two of Buy Pumpkin. Um, yeah, like, it feels like a million years ago since I recorded that last episode. Um, it's really only been seven days. I don't know, I just feel like a lot's happened since then. Um, we had Halloween, I had a bunch of kids, and, you know, I had to keep them out of the street and keep them from, like, running into people's houses and eating food gobbling down candy as soon as someone handed it to them. Um, if you're my friend on Facebook there, I had a whole rant about mini pumpkins. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else did I do this week? Um, oh yeah, I launched this pod. And so this last week was the first episode. And for a lot of people, the first time that they were, that they knew I was doing anything because on Spelling Tea is behind a Patreon wall. So I know that not as many people can listen to it because you have to pay for it. Um, not everybody's in a position where they can pay for podcast content. Not everybody wants to pay for podcast content. And maybe they don't want to pay for that podcast content, whatever. But the fact is more people can hear this than can hear Spelling Team. And so... I got like followers that on the Instagram, which is by pumpkin podcast. Um, and pumpkin has one P in it spelled just the way flavor Flav spelled it. Um, since I last recorded, um, this podcast, my episode that I did with Liz on feathers in my hair, the last one I've done with Liz, uh, came out. So I, I guess I got a lot of people that came over from feathers in my hair and I really appreciate that. Um, normally I don't look at numbers because I feel like if you, if you start to live and die by that kind of thing, it's really going to affect what you create and what you make. I'm a writer, um, for my job. I'm, I'm someone who likes to make things, um, for like hobbies and stuff. And the moment you start getting in your head about what people are going to think about what you're making is when you start making crap. And so, like, I don't like to look at numbers. Um, I, I love it if you guys left me a five-star review, but I'm never going to read the reviews because, you know, the reviews aren't for me. They're for other listeners to, like, kind of figure out whether they want to listen. So, but this week I had to look because I was like, dude, what if I'm publishing this wrong? What if I just, like, what if I just, like, fucked up publishing this and then did this podcast for, like, 10 years? And the only person that ever heard it was me. So I actually looked this week and I was like, whoa, that's a lot of fucking people. Um, it's a lot more than I ever thought was ever going to listen to it. Uh, if you were like, oh, princess, can you come and speak about Flavor Flav in front of all these people? I would have been like, no, I, hell no, I can't do it. I was just moderating the um, a panel at the Texas Book Festival last weekend And like the audience was maybe 30 people and I was going to throw the fuck up. So, (laughs) and so like, no way. So I just choose to believe those numbers are a mistake. It's something much smaller and manageable. And it's the only reason I continue to record now because if I had to believe that, no way I could be here. Um, But it does make me happy that some people are listening, more than three or four people are listening, and that's great. And I hope you guys keep listening. In fact, if this is the first time you're listening, go ahead and subscribe. It's going to be okay. Just 
hit the little button, subscribe, and so I can keep coming to your to your phone every every week, every Sunday. Okay, so that's it. Like it's really like a long week. But let's hop in to talk a little flave. Okay. Actually, like I was trying to explain to people what the podcast was. And so I was basically like, well, season one, I'm doing the first season of Flavor of Love. And people were like, oh, so it's a Flavor Flay podcast. No, it's not. Because I would never make a Flavor Flay podcast. There's no way in hell I would ever agree to be on a Flavor Flay podcast. Even if I created it and invented it and, and saw it through, I would be like, self, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not going to go be on your stupid Flavor Flay podcast. But I think that the star of the shows has always been the women. This particular franchise of the of love as as have always been the women and for season one it is new york for me ever, all the way but i love a goldie um i think pumpkin was important i think rain with her big teeth and her big voice was important like the women made the show i mean flay the truth is we could switch out flay for anybody and, and we could still have a show and we pro pro we prove that when they went on to make Rock of Love with the same formatting, except with white girls. At some point, we need to talk about why reality TV is still largely segregated. Interesting why that is. But we'll, you know, we'll get to that. But the point of this is that, like, the girls make the show. And... I don't, I don't know. It's there. It's... It's so interesting because of the dynamic of the show is that he's picking, he's deciding they're in his crib. They have, they are at his mercy, his rules. And the truth is, although I guess he was the network draw for the show because they, because, you know, like I said last week, he'd been on Strange Love and The Surreal Life and all that. The fact is, is that if, he could do whatever he wanted to. If the girls weren't entertaining enough, this wouldn't be a show right now. All right. So like I said, it feels like a million years ago since I watched another episode. And to refresh ourselves, remember, five girls had to go home. They started with 20. Five had to go home. They're down to 10. Um, they are... A lot of people are mad that Goldie is still there. I'm not one of them. I personally love Goldie. I think she brought a lot to the show in terms of um, lightness. The show like this can get really desperate. It can get really dark. I mean, it is fucking dark. If you look at it, if you're paying attention, it's a dark fucking show. But the types of contestants can really make or break um, the darkness quotient. So, like, you have all these... Girl, well, first of all, as you'll see in later seasons, especially on show on the Rock of Love seasons, um, or is it a franchise? I don't, I never know what to call it. On the Rock of Love version, you'll notice that there are a ton of like actresses and like musicians and stuff, and like, um, you know, they're always looking for a way to play a song or, or show you their modeling pictures or something like that, and. And they're obviously on the show because they want to be seen. They want to be on TV. They also think that some prox being getting some proximity to uh, quote unquote celebrity. I'm gonna. They're celebrities. Flavor Flav is a celebrity. He is known, but I'm just like he's not the type of celebrity that can help you do anything. You know, like 
you could definitely go on a mall. People would be like, is that Flavor Flav? But, but I mean, he can't get you a record deal. It's not, it's not, it's not happening. Um, so those type of contestants are always lend of like an air of desperation. And then you will have those like diehards, the ones that are like, I'm here for love. I just, I just want him. I'm just, I'm in love with Flavor Flav. He, he's all my dreams. And it's like, okay, lady, you spent all of 10 minutes with Flavor Flav. You do not, you're not in love with Flavor Flav. It's not possible. It's impossible, actually. Um, so I'm just going to come out right now and just let you guys know I do not believe in love at first sight. I do not believe that's a thing that can happen. Be I believe in lust at first sight. I can believe in intrigue at first sight. But love is not something that can happen, like, in a second because... Love is something that you accept knowing sacrifices that you're going to make. And it's like heavy. It's not light. It's, it's, it's a responsibility. Love is like a serious thing. And you can't just look at someone and fall in love with them. You have to know them to fall in love with them. And so when people are like, oh, I just looked at this person. I knew he was going to be with them for the rest of my life. Okay, maybe that's what you thought, but you were not in love it's impossible to have enough you don't have enough knowledge to be in love with that person you just know what they look like you know you know that your genitals want to mash together with their genitals you don't know all the other stuff yet um and so like you're not in love with him you're you don't know him at all you don't know what kind of person he is so like a subset of these desperados are um the ones that are like Every man I've ever been with has cheated on me, has broken my heart. The last guy I was with was like a was like a stripper pimp. I'm talking about smiling now. And like, you're like, okay, well, what makes you think he's gonna be any different? And but they're like counting on the fact that this is happening on TV and that this is this person is a known is a is a celebrity and and you know they're looking for like love again, stuff like that. They I mean Lots of desperation there. I'm sorry. And so the third contestant, like a Goldie, like a Buck Wild from later seasons, um, they bring a lightness to the show because they just seem to be there for a good time, right? They are not crying in the corner because they weren't picked to go on a date. They're just like eating free food and walking around the house singing and just doing their thing. And I honestly think... That's why Goldie stayed around because she had funny sound bites. She was probably nice to the crew. Um, produce, production liked her. Um, and if you don't know, guys, even though Flav gets to choose who's going to stay, you know production has a hand in it. Production is helping him decide. And Just like on a show like RuPaul's Drag Race, which is like definitely one of my favorite fucking shows in the world, um, even though I have a lot of criticism about it. Just like on there, who gets to stay is not, it's, I'm not saying it's not RuPaul's choice, but RuPaul's a producer. RuPaul confers with production. They make a decision they, with other producers. They make a decision together. And sometimes those decisions are based on what's going on behind the scenes rather than the competition. And the same goes for a show like this. 
let me be clear. I'm not saying Flav wasn't like, I want to give New York a clock. I want to give Pumpkin a clock. I want to give, um, I want Rain. I'm ready to let Rain go. I'm not feeling her as much. I'm not saying that's not what he said, but I'm sure there were times when he was going to let a Goldie go, a Buckwild go. Remember Buckwild? Let's, I'm, so I'm only talking about season one of Flavor of Love. I'm not going to be able to talk about the rest of the se- the other two seasons. And so I'm not going to be able to talk about Buck Wild and her black scent and her I'm from the ghetto <laughs> and her crumping. <laughs> I'm not going to have an opportunity to talk about that. But if you've seen the Flavor of Love series, and if you have, and I don't know why you're listening to this, I'm sure you have seen it. You know that there is no way that Flav was like, I am really attracted to this girl. I am like looking to bust this. I'm looking to bump uglies with this girl. I'm really into this. I think I build a life. There's no fucking way. Production was like, she is very good for the show. And she'll be here next week, Flav. So which one of these other motherfuckers do you want to let go? <laughs> because this one... She's staying. In season three, I think it was season three where something, yeah, he named a girl something, like had diarrhea, shit it on the floor during the first deliberation. She stayed. Why? She was good TV. And I think that's another reason why we'll see Goldie for a while. It's not necessarily, I mean, Flay finds her fine, but I don't think he's, he was like, ooh, I need to get to know Goldie. I just don't. I'm, and maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know. I the word just went out of my head. What the? Maybe I'm a pessimist. Maybe that's why I am. But I prefer to think of myself as a realist. And no offense to any men listening listening to this, but men tend not to complicate attraction very much. Uh, women tend to be very cerebral about attraction and. And we add all these extra things to it. And men seem to be like, well, this is the most attractive person in the room based on phys- on like their physical appearance and whether or not I want to fuck them and whether or not other people are going to be jealous of me fucking them. I'm, if, if you're a man listening to this, I am not trying to call men sh- all men shallow. I'm not doing that. But I am going to let you know that that's, that's the male M.O. And the fact that Flavor, Flavor, Flav had a number of strippers with very nice bodies in this house, and a number of very pretty faces, and a number of very nice asses, and Goldie threw up and got to stay. He had a number of mouths that didn't smell like throw up. I'm just saying, like, listen. I'm not gonna defend. I'm not gonna defend my opinion anymore. My opinion is what it is. Goldie stayed because of production. That's it. That's it. I'm getting off of this. I just want to say I'm happy she stayed. Anyway, so the show starts off with the girls are waking up and talking, and most of them are talking about how much they can't stay in New York, which is understandable because she's abrupt. She's crazy. She is. Uh, she's already pulling out the I don't need friends thing. Georgia, Rain, a couple of different people are talking shit about her, and she can hear them. Because even though they're in a mansion, 
Um, you know, I don't think the rooms have doors on them. That's interesting. I think it's so that production can come in uh, and camera people can come in and go as they please. The rooms don't have doors on them. Um, it's probably pretty quiet in there because they can't play music or anything because and they're filming. So I'm sure she can like hear them quite clearly, you know, talking shit about her. And also because cameras and lights and everything are up, I'm sure there's a, there's a producer standing right there going, so, um, I don't know if you can hear that, but they're talking shit about you. What do you think about that? Well, like there's somebody instigating it. Um, and Miss Latin is saying that she bonded with, with New York. She's like in the confessional, which is funny because the way I remember this show is I don't remember anybody bonding with New York. I don't remember anybody like being in love with New York as a friend. And as we get further in the show, I'm like, oh, okay, now I remember why. Why I don't remember anybody because you can't be friends with New York. Um, then Miss Latin goes downstairs and is like calling her ex on the phone. And that's a no-no. In these shows, they always film and record phone calls. So if she'd actually gotten through Whatever they said to each other would have been recorded. Um, keep in mind that I think this is, it's 2006. Real world has been a thing for a while. Um, and people are taking their cues. They're taking, they're doing the thing where you take what you can use and you leave the rest. So they're doing things like um, having the confessionals is something that real world gave us. Making sure that the, um, the phone room is record has a has a uh, stationary camera in it and all the phone calls are recorded. It's something that Real World gave us. The Real World in one season even um, had like computers up. Um, it had like a computer station where oh that might have been Bad Girls Club, but they had a computer station where the screen was like a flat screen TV. So if someone was checking their email to talk shit about you or like trying to communicate with someone that way that you could see it from way far away so like even one girl I guess she'd wrote written an email to a friend talking shit about somebody in the house and like that's how they found it <laughs> and it became a plot point I'm pretty sure this is bad girls club and I'm talking about it but what I'm trying to say is that by this point these types of filming um filming tactics are very common so the fact that she does not realize that if she makes a phone call to her ex that everyone will fucking know about it is hilarious. Mistake number one. Okay. So while everyone's eating breakfast, there's a flavorgram delivered by Big Rick. It's really just like cardstock folded in half with an image someone used Microsoft Publisher to make. Was that too specific of a joke? Is <laughs> do you guys know what publisher is? It's discontinued now, but it was like it was like a very bad version of Photoshop. Not even it wasn't even a bad version of Photoshop. It was probably Photoshop plus uh, Adobe um, Designer uh, put together and. It was basically MS Paint plus a little extra. And I used to use it to make all kinds of shit. I used to, when I was in high school, I used to use Microsoft Publisher 
to make flyers for people and charge them. Like, I'd be like, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you having a party? Oh, I can make a flyer for you. It's only going to cost. And that fucking flavorgram looked like I made it on my mom's computer in fucking high school and charged someone fucking 20 bucks to make. That's what that looks like. Um, <laughs> so the flavorgram tells us what today's challenge is, and that is that everyone gets 10 minutes of alone time in a personalized hot tub. They're going someplace. I'm not sure. I didn't quite catch it. I guess it's like a, a spa or something. And I realized later that they're going there because the people are personalizing their hot tubs and they can't, I mean, how many hot tubs does the fucking mansion have? Right? It's probably one. And so if they had to set up and break down between each girl, it would take forever. So if you go someplace that has that let you do six hot tubs. You can have, or maybe, or probably four, four hot tubs where people are like waiting and for Flav to go and he can like go in between each one very quickly. And then you can set up and then the, the one he just left and like, so they're going off. It's a mountain or something. I don't know. So anyway, the three who impress him the most will get a date with him and five will go home afterwards. Keep in mind, they're burning off a lot of girls in subsequent seasons and episodes um and versions of this show they maybe let go of five people the first day but not half the girls in two episodes they started with 20 and they'll have 10 by by episode three they just didn't have a huge episode um order i think there's 11 total episodes in this season and it makes sense considering that uh it was the first of its kind on the network guys do you remember on rock of love on the first, <laughs> the first season of Rock of Love, where girls got cut before they even got in the house. <laughs> like, they did it, like, real, like, groupie style, where they just lined you up, and they were like, uh, you five hang back, okay? And then the other girls go in, and it's all great, and they're, they're like, oh my god, those girls are getting, like, special treatment or whatever. And they're all jealous, but they go in the house. And I forget the dude's name. He always wore like a do rag and shit. And he was really big. Um, he was like, "All right, well, we're not gonna go forward with you girls. So uh, you head on home." And they were so devastated. And one of them, and they stuck back in the house. And they, and she agreed to sleep on the floor. And they let her stay that night. <laughs> Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I get, I, I'm off track. Let me get back to this fucking show. So immediately after they tell them what the challenge for the day is, New York enters the room. Everyone's sitting at the table, eating breakfast, whatever. And um, New York comes in and says hello individually to every single person. But when she gets the ring, she goes, not you, you can choke. And everyone is shocked by this. But this is what I'm talking about. A lot of these, now, if you talk to Tiffany now, she will say that she, she holds up her facade. She's like, yeah, I, I was in love with Flavor Flav. Everything you saw was real. I wasn't acting. She like, she knows what you came for. She's, she's not a Spencer and Heidi, um, who, by the way, were the subject of the last mushroom. You guys should go and find it and listen to it. It was really, really fucking good. And you should l read the broadly 
well, Vice article that um, Troy is referencing because that was really good too. But one of the reasons, like, even after all these years, I can't get down with a Heidi and a Spencer is because even though they're like, well, it was all fake guys. You know we were the villains of the show on purpose and we were doing all these things. Even the reason I can't get down with it is that you still did this stuff. You were just like trolling us while you did it. And I get that they're like, oh, we were actors on TV. And I'm like, no, that's very different. When someone like Nicole Kidman plays a character, she doesn't then like leave and then go, that was definitely me. That was absolutely me. No, that all that really happened. She doesn't like keep on the facade of like this. No, no, no. This is all very real. And that's what they did for years and years and years. And now they want us to be like, no, that wasn't, no, that wasn't what was really happening. And I agree. I believe them too. I'm like, yeah, that probably like, because it doesn't make any fucking sense if that was what was really happening. But it doesn't make me like them more. It just makes me go, oh, so you were like so fucking thirsty that you were willing to go on TV and pretend to be that terrible person and not as an acting exercise, but to live, like it was performance art. You were living this lifestyle as this crazy person, as this, like the last two seasons of The Hills, Heidi and Spencer did storylines, came up with for themselves storylines where Spencer seemed abusive. Like, it was crazy. How? I don't know. I just, like, I'm not going, oh, you're so smart that you tend to be, like, a crazy, abusive person on TV. I'm just thinking, like, oh, you're so fucking broken that you it was okay with you that everyone thought that about you. Um, I'm absolutely, like... Like, so now they're like, that, that wasn't our character. That wasn't who we were. It was something else. But New York's not like that. She still is like, I was in love with Flavor Flav. She, she still hasn't dropped her character. And I also, so even though she's like saying all the time, I'm there for Flav. I'm in love with Flav. I want to be with Flav, blah, 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 blah. I love that she came to play. The rest of these bitches are, like, so worried about winning Flavor Flav's heart. But New York is right here being, like, there's a camera here. And I'm just going to be as extra as possible. I'm not saying she wasn't worried about winning Flav's heart. Maybe she was. I'm not. I feel like it's really somewhere in between. I feel like she wanted to win. I feel like that's real. She wanted to win. But she's also, like, giving us these one-liners, giving us these these iconic memes, the you can choke meme is huge. There's so many memes from Flavor of Love that still live today. That that meme where she where Flip where Flav where York is sitting on the bed. I think Hoops is going on her on her date, like towards the it's like one of the last dates, and she's sitting there with sunglasses on, all dressed, like sitting on the couch. I mean, sitting on the bed like fully with shoes and shit on with their legs crossed and her thumbs like twiddling her thumbs is the funniest fucking meme. People use it all the time. One of the funniest memes I've seen, one of the funniest situations I've seen it used for is when like, this might be like very specific to black people, but 
whenever you like bring someone home to a black mama, like she has no intention of keeping her voice down and she tells you she doesn't like that person. <laughs> or like, <laughs> or like, you know, she's just like literally talking very loudly about how much she doesn't like that person. And then it's, it cuts to New York sitting on that bed, just like Twitter. So I was like, oh shit. Like, just like, oh fuck. It's a, like, <sighs> meme culture is, is, has, gets a significant influence from fucking Flavor of Love and from New York herself. Anyway, so the reason she did that to Rain is because I guess she overheard Rain talking about her and she's upset about it and she decides, she says she's going to bring the anger out of Rain. She's going to mind screw her. She's going to fuck up her day by like picking with her and stuff and getting her emotional and everything. Like again, fucking icon. So... They are, they're all getting ready for to drive up to the place with the hot tubs. And, like, most of them are in swimsuits. Obviously, it's a hot tub. And, and you got to make an impression. And what better way to make an impression by showing him your half-naked body? Um, a lot of them will be trying to stand out. People are pulling all their, their tricks and shit. Somebody's on skates. I really want to know how skates in a hot tub work out. Um, it seems like a bad idea to be, like, being like, here, let's oil paint inside the hot tub. I don't know. What are you going to do with that? Um, on the way to the challenge that day, Rain and New York are riding in the same van, which I'm sure is a total coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. And New York is being passive aggressive or, or whatever, and Rain is just not having it. Like, New York really gets on Rain's nerve. And I understand why, because I just understand why. And Rain seems to have a very short fuse. She has a big teeth, a big voice, a big mouth, and a very short fuse. And... New York playing these fucking games with her. Rain is like, I don't think so. And basically she's just like, New York is sitting in like uh, the second row and Rain sitting in the third row. And um, Rain is telling New York to turn and face her and say what she wants to to her face. And you, and, and Rain is like, I can't wait till you fucking go home. And New York is like, I'm not going anywhere because you're ugly. <laughs> like just some really random like not even good reads from New York but just like stuff like I don't know it'd be the equivalent of being like your breath stinks <laughs> like New York is having a lot of fun with this moment and Rain is not and the most important thing in this scene is that Rain is playing into the reality TV game badly she has gotten big mad she's screaming she's um She's acting aggressive verbally, not physically yet. But, um, and this is back in 2006 again, where we didn't like it when people fought physically on the, on these shows, you know, you give it another shit, you give it another 10 years, nine, 10 years and love and hip hop is like, we love the fights on love and hip hop, but, um, they're getting to the point where they're getting over their top. And the uh, they've got all this security and people can't be on the same stages on reunions. It got to the point on, I think Basketball Wives was a real turning point if you think about it. And honestly, it was the season that Tammy Roman and what was that girl's name? She was biracial, but could easily pass for white. And her name was something like 
Lakeisha or something. Yeah, I think her name was like Lakeisha. But she could pass for white and she was from Kentucky and she had like a Kentucky accent. And my name is Lakeisha and I'm biracial and but I look like a white lady. And and she was very timid in a lot of ways. And the Evelyns and the Tammy Romans of the group really ran over her and were physically intimidating to her when they didn't need to be. And I think it was also the season that Evelyn threw a bottle at uh and uh, what the fuck was that girl's name? Blue contacts. I've never, I've never seen a food stamp in my life. Um, Jennifer used to be best friends. So like jumping over tables and stuff. And I mean, the view was talking about it and like condemning them. And by the way, guys, I listened to the audiobook women who punch and it's about the view. I've never so fucking seen the view in my life. I don't know who watches the view. I don't know who watches The View. I, I'm sure lots of, you know what, after listening to the audiobook, lots of fucking people, just not me. It was, it's, a, it's fucking huge. Just not me. Like, I just thought, I don't know, I thought it was like a mom thing. I don't know what the fuck I thought it was. Also, I love how I'm just like, I thought it was a mom thing, and I've got five fucking kids. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, I just never watched The View. I just never, I mean... I thought people were yelling a lot on it. And I knew when there would be like drama with Rosie O'Donnell and shit, but I never like, when I listened to the audiobook, I missed so much good fucking tea, so much good juice, so much good gossip, so much good shit because I just didn't know to watch The View. I feel like an asshole. Anyway, so um, like The View was talking about the violence on VH1 reality TV shows and it got to the point where they wouldn't even show us the fights anymore. Like, so if somebody started fighting on Basketball Wives, or even loving hip hop, they would cut away from it. So where was I? Oh, so basically I'm talking about like in 2006, like our reality, the reality TV shows we were watching did not come with fighting. Like producers weren't like, let's see if they'll hit each other. They, they were like, oh wait, we still got to ensure this fucking production. <laughs> so what would happen if someone got aggressive like that, they would be gone which is what you see at the end when Rain leaves, is that I don't necessarily know that um, Flav didn't like her. I, I bet Flav didn't even really, like, she didn't scan out to Flav. But I definitely believe production had a say in the fact that she's going to be one of the girls that goes because they can't, we can't have her here about to fight people. And so what really happens in this van is New York wins because she's having a lot of fun and, uh, you know, basically like your mama and, like, just like really casually just going at it with Rain. And Rain is getting more and more worked up. She's like screaming. She's like trying to reach for New York and stuff. And it's all over, what, New York's not friendly? Why the fuck would you be friendly? <laughs> like, everyone is yelling and screaming. You can see the veins on Rain's neck popping everyone's yelling and screaming I watch with subtitles because I'm slowly going deaf and also because I find subtitles really interesting like what they get right and what they don't get right and I love watching subtitles on shows like Black Ink or like Love and Hip Hop Hollywood where I'm like girl that's not what they said <laughs> I don't know who's doing the closed captioning but that's not what they fucking said like <laughs> like they don't always get um like slang and shit. I also like watching with subtitles on TVs because I can turn it down as low, low as I want and still like watch the TV. Also, I read faster than I hear for some reason. 
But anyway, so I'm watching the close captioning just to go shouting. <laughs> the person that was doing the close captioning was just like, fuck this. I don't have time. <laughs> so when they get to the destination, Flav says that he needs to see what they're working with inside their hearts and minds. Right, Flav. That's why they're in there. That's why that's why they're half naked. But then he goes, and I also want to see bikinis. And that's what I like. I don't like Flavor Flav. But I like the persona that he's giving us right now in this, in that, like, I don't take myself too seriously. I I think he's good on the camera. And I don't know if people are feeding him those lines or what. I'm I'm not sure. Like I said last time, he seems authentic in what he's saying. He seems authentic when he's trying to, like, do little rhymes. He doesn't seem like he's doing that for the show. He seems like if you were hanging in his house smoking a blunt, he'd be rhyming, too. Like, he, he just rhymed when he offered you some fucking Cheetos or something. And so, people can tell when you're being yourself. That's it. People can tell when you're trying to put on a front. People can tell when you're, like, trying to hide something. And people can also tell when you're just like, oh, it's just me, Flavor Flav. And I think he got very likable. I mean, like I said last week, he's all he, his likability came from that relationship with that Great Dane in which the two of them look, like, so mismatched. And people were like, oh, this is cute. But I bet Flavor Flav is also like a violent man. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got some DV in his background, some domestic violence in his background. Flav, if you're listening to this, please don't sue me. I have less money than you do. So think about that. I'm poor, bitch. Um, so, right. So he gets there. Um, a lot is happening. Let's start with the fact that Flav is wearing Afro puffs. Let's start there. He's wearing, he's wearing his salt and pepper Afro puffs. Oyster for her turn wants to whip him. Sirius, Sirius is the one that's a model. That also says she has brains. She is wearing a bikini that is basically two band-aids on her nips and one on her clit. It is a very. <laughs> I don't know how she's keeping that shit up. It's silver too. I don't know how she's doing that. Um. She's got a great body, though. Fucking great body. Um, Peaches is playing her guitar. Like I said, Sweetie's rapping and shaking her ass. Smiley takes off her makeup in a hot tub. I'm just like, what kind of makeup did you wear to a hot tub? Steamy and shit. I guess she's like, fuck it, bitch. I'm on TV. But even then, like I was saying last week, when the makeup they're wearing in this show is nothing like what someone will be wearing today. And I don't watch stuff like X on the Beach or whatever, but I would be surprised if those girls aren't wearing like a ton of makeup, a ton of highlighter, a ton of just like like serious, serious fucking makeup. And I bet you Smiley's wearing, I don't know, a tinted moisturizer and some lip gloss. She just, she looks pretty bare faced for, for today's times. And so her taking off the makeup, she didn't look very much different. And also, who wears makeup when you're going to get in the water? So it just, it just, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Hadi has, a, has like some spinny, shiny microphone thing from Spencer's Gifts. And she's trying to hypnotize Flav. Miss Latin comes in with a French lotion that she and Flav try to pronounce for like 30 fucking minutes. Just like, she says it, and then he says it, and then she says it, and he says it, and she says it, and he says it. I'm like, you guys, why are we doing this? Goldie and Flav 
dance together in the tub, in the hot tub, and sing a song about how it's Goldie and Flavor. And I just want you to know I sing that song to myself several times a week. If you were to just run up on me like at a Target or something, I might be singing, it's Goldie I might just be singing that song. I That song has lasted the test of time. I don't remember a lot of fucking shit. I forget words right as I'm about to fucking say, fucking say them. But I remember that song. <laughs> All right. So everybody sees, everybody's like, gets their turn. At the end of the day, Smiley New York and Miss Latin win. So the next scene is at 4 a.m. with Flav sleeping. And this is fucking fake. Flav, Brett, Ray, whomever the fucking show, the star of the show was, never slept at the house with the contestants. They would always leave. It's. I know Brett left every night. People have talked about it in interviews. I'm pretty sure Flav left every night too. So if he's there at 4 a.m., it's because they just finished fucking filming. It is not because he's sleeping. But anyway, okay, whatever. Fake, fake, fake. So he's pretending like he heard a fight at 4 a.m. It's Pumpkin confronting New York about her bad attitude. And New York says that Pumpkin is a joke. And Pumpkin says that New York thinks is super confident for no reason. Thinks she's going on a date. By the way, Pumpkin's hair is in these, like, serious curls. And... Okay. So New York says that Pumpkin has, is like, has a wrinkled up face. Pumpkin does have wrinkles. But they're not old age wrinkles. They're like, they're like lack of collagen wrinkles. How can I say this? But that's what old age wrinkles are. It's like her face is deflated. Um, she has a lot of like stuff underneath her eyes and stuff. Like, I'm not like sitting here fucking judging her. I'm really not. I'm just saying that like she has, she is, she has a wrinkled face. It's not necessarily old age wrinkles, but the fact that she has a wrinkled face and then these like tightly curled Shirley Temple curls, like a child's hairstyle with an old lady's face is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> it's like when you see a baby with a fake mustache, the juxtaposition of the two things makes it funny, okay? All right. So they're like yelling at each other and New York says she's old and wrinkly and Pumpkin says calls New York a transvestite in the moment, but later repeats it in her in her talking head, which you got to know is filmed much, much later. It might have been filmed at the end of the night. It might have been filmed two days later. It depends, but she, she, they didn't stop her in the middle of that and go, come over here and film and tell us what you said. So it's after the end of the moment when Pumpkin goes, I said... She's a transvest. At least I don't look like a transvestite and have to tuck my dick behind my balls. And they bleep out a lot of shit. Guys. Wow. Now, this is something we're going to see a lot of on the fucking shows that I'm, that I'm going to be talking about. Is because in 2006, it was perfectly acceptable for you to be on TV talking about... Um, And the way Pumpkin's talking, Pumpkin is implying that New York is a trans woman, right? But she's calling her a transvestite, which is more of just someone who wears the opposite gender's clothes. Um, it's like when people would equate a drag queen, a transvestite, and a trans person, all the same. Like, it's offensive. Um, 
This is 2006, so that was a perfectly fine thing to say. Like, yeah, she looked like a man. She looked like she pretended to be a woman, like shit like that. Um, And it doesn't play so well today. Like, I would be very, very shocked if... That, there's no way that would be fucking on TV today. David Eason um, got kicked off of Teen Mom 2 from filming because um, he was making comments about trans uh, children. Like, there's just no way. There's no way they would have... They wouldn't have left that in there. They would have cut it out. They would have cut it out of the fight, and then they wouldn't have had her, her talking him or saying, I'm not saying... Look, so, let me go back. I'm not saying she wouldn't have said it today. She might have very well said it the same today. Um, I'm just saying that they w- it wouldn't have been, like, presented in the show. It's like, look at this funny thing she said. Another show that happens that I might do on this show, it depends. It depends on, on where the direction goes. Um, Kendra Wilkinson... Um, what is it fucking called? Ugh. It's gonna kill me if I don't look it up, so I'm gonna look it up. Kendra Wilkinson TV show. And they don't, they don't do it anymore, but it was on for a lot of years, and I was like, what are they filming? I was just called Kendra. I'm an idiot. It's just called fucking Kendra. It's... So- <laughs> so, like I said, they filmed it for a lot of years when there was, like, literally nothing there. But one year, towards the, it's probably the the last season or the second to last season, her husband, Hank Baskins, I don't know. It wasn't important. He wasn't an important character. I'm sorry. He just wasn't. Um, uh, Basket? Maybe it was Basket. I don't know. Um, Her husband, Hank, um, got caught being friendly with a trans woman. The trans woman outed him for it, which... I don't love, but still, um, I don't, I don't care that she outed him cause, cause he was like flirting with her and shit and she says they had sex. I don't love that. It was like, just so you know, Hank loves trans women. <laughs> Make fun of him. Maybe that wasn't her intention, but that's the way the world, um, took it as. And according to him, he met her like at a store somewhere and they were going to smoke weed together and then they started hanging out and. She, he gave her some money, and they were, they were, you know, texting or whatever, and they never had sex. According to her, they had sex. Anyway, this becomes a big storyline. I mean, it becomes the only storyline of the show because the show never had any fucking storylines. And so, Kendra, it was called Kendra on Top, not just Kendra. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I literally have notes here. I don't know why. It always sounds like I'm just talking off the fucking top of my head. I don't fucking know. Um, so Kendra is, so they, they structure the storyline about Hank's been caught. Hank's been caught with a trans woman. It's devastated Kenya, Kendra and the family. And there's this scene where, well, many scenes where Kendra is just like, I think he's got a fetish. I think he doesn't want to be with me. She's screaming at him that he's a freak. And I'm just like, and maybe two years later, so the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this isn't great. And then maybe two years later, I rewatched it and was like, oh my God. It's like two years. So they, it ran. And two years later, I was like, I can't believe they even aired this. It was crazy. It's like, I have a friend who vapes. Vaping's not great. My husband vapes too. Um, I don't love the vaping, but... But I don't love the vaping, but, you know, what am I, what am I going to fucking do? Um, 
but my friend vaped and then something happened. She broke her vape or something and she went out and bought a pack of cigarettes and she walked past me and she just had a pack of cigarettes in her hand. And I gasped. I was like, what is that? It was like she had a gun. I did. I keep in mind. My parents were smokers. Everyone I've ever been in love with has been a smoker. I don't smoke, but like smoking has been a very like big part of my life, all of my life. Um, when I was little, when I was like four years old, my mom would be like, "Go get my my uh, cigarette purse," which is like a like a big change purse, as if you could fit your cigarettes and your lighter in it. And I would go and get it for her. And like my mom smoked. That just like I was so comfortable with it. And here it is. You know, fucking almost 40 years later, and I walk past someone who's got a pack of cigarettes, and I'm like, I almost like back away. Like, what are you doing with that? That's how I felt when I watched that episode, rewatched that episode of uh, Kendra on Top with her yelling at, at uh, Hank about him. And she's, the cheating is mentioned, but it seems like the fact that he cheated with a trans woman is a sticking point for her. Um, and I don't doubt that those feelings are real, that she had those real feelings. I'm just saying that two years later, I was completely shocked by the fact that this was even aired when at the time they just let it go. And we're just, I'm just reminding you, we're going to see a lot of that shit in the, in the content I'll be covering on this podcast. We're going to be like, oh my God, you could never say that today. I can't believe we let them say that then. Okay. So they get into a fight. Everyone pulls them away. Flav shows up downstairs. Again, I just do not believe he was there sleeping. I think maybe they just finished filming or something. I don't fucking know. They And um, he's like, what's going on? What's going on? Tell me. And Pumpkin's like, it's New York. And he's like, and who else? Who's New York and who else? He's like, New York and everyone. And she starts telling him how New York's a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. New York and this person walks out, walks past them. And Flav is like, New York, what's going on? And New York's like, Oh, nothing, Flav. I'm just going out to get my cigarettes. <laughs> like, I don't know what that bitch is talking about. She's crazy. I'm fine. You're fine, Flav. I'm fine, too. So, um, basically, Pumpkin tells all the problems she's having in New York, and Flav does exactly what I fucking do with my kids, which is, like, like if you're tattletelling, like, I can't be a referee in this shit. It's not dangerous. If it's not an emergency, if no one's hurt, if... Those are like my three main things. If it's not one of those things, then you're just tattling. And so basically he's like, it doesn't matter if she's not paying your bills. I mean, he's, I don't say that to my kids. I'm not like, if she's not paying your bills, don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't say that. But um, he basically, you know, gave her some lip service and was like, don't, don't worry about what she says. And New York is upstairs on the balcony just listening. And like, I'm going to get her out now. And I loved it. I At the time, when I first watched this, I'm trying to figure out if I loved it then. If I was like, is New York, did I think New York was a bitch? Probably. But I also probably thought she was still the best reason to watch the show. All right, so Miss Latin, still calling her ex. His name is Cash, which is a very early aughts name. Um, I, it's probably not his real name, but I bet you, like, if you know someone whose name is actually Cash, then... They're probably like almost 20 years old now or like, you know, in the early 20s, late teens. Um, he hangs up on her. <laughs> he doesn't want these fucking phone calls. 
she's crying and shit, and then she's telling the other girls, that's big mistake number two. She's saying she made a mistake. They broke up a week ago. A week ago? Girl, a week ago? You're going to think that, I mean, I don't know the production schedule, but you can imagine that you can safely assume that each week, each episode probably takes three, maybe four days to film, maybe two, like give or take. So let's average three days to film. And they're on episodes two. So she's been in the house. She easily, she's been in the house three, four, five days. And she's saying they broke up a week ago. Are you fucking kidding me? You have to keep in mind they have to do all this background on them to get on the show. So they had to get, um, they had to get a physical to prove that they are physically able to be on the set. Um, I don't know if they did AIDS tests or HIV tests. Excuse me, there's a difference. Um, I don't know if they did HIV test. I'm sure they did. There was a lot of kissing. How did you get HIV necessary from kissing someone? But I'm just saying that, like, in a show like this where people are likely going to be having sex. On Marco Love, they had sex all the fucking time. Um, people are likely to be having sex, swapping fluids um, in close proximity to each other. I bet they got an HIV, a TB test. Anything else? I think that's probably what they got. Um they had to do a psychological on them just to like, and I'm not saying it was like in depth, like they were going like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, the most in depth, um, examination that you can get for a psychological, but they still have to do one on you. So, and then considering that they did a lot of club, um, a lot of club casting, like the fact is there's no way that you got cast in the two days since you broke up with your boyfriend and you got on this show, that's not how it worked. So the fact is you tried out for this show and did all the stuff for the show before you guys broke up and you probably broke up because he was like, no, for real, you're really going to go try to beat Flavor Flav. Why the fuck would I stay with you? So like I said, she's telling all the girls and the girls asked, like, if he was here now, would you pick him or Flav? And she says she'd pick him. Big mistake number three. Actually, that's big mistake number four. Going on the show was big mistake number one. That's stupid. Imagine if I was just like, I just told my husband, I was like, listen, there's a chance I can win like $100,000. They don't even have a cash prize, but let's say it's $100,000. There's a chance I can win $100,000. And um, so I just need to be gone from home for like, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks. Um, I'm going to do a lot of kissing on Flavor Flav. Might have to fuck him, but I'm going to win this hundred thousand dollars. And, um, yeah. So just, just wait here. Imagine if I just said some shit like that. I don't know. I think cash is in the right. I'm on cash aside. So the three girls who get to there are giving some gifts, which are clothes. And they're dressed like, I thought they were dressed like they were going to work out or more lawn, but it turns like they're dressed in roller rink outfits. Meanwhile, Flav shows up. And this floor-length green corduroy coat with ostrich feathers on it, on like and like a purple suit. I'm like, no, nobody was dressed to go to the roller rink. We go all the time. We love the skating rink. My husband owns skates. <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it. We bring the kids. 
I skate a lot, but I, a lot of times I don't skate because like I'm running around after the littler ones. And my husband just skates and sk- he's just having the best time of his life. And then like I'll see him and I'll be like, oh, so how's it going out there? Oh, fine. You know, one of the kids wanted to like hold my hand. I was like, one of your kids? And he'll be like, yeah, but I can't let him hold my They'll make me fall. I'd like to go fast. I can't be messing with these little kids. And I'm like, your kids? The ones we brought here? It's like, yeah. What don't you understand? I left our children out there. <laughs> he just, I don't, I don't have a lot of explanations for him. I really don't. He's a triple Leo. I just found out this fucking year that he's a triple Leo. His Leo, then he has, this is astro- astrology, you guys. His sun, moon, and I think his rising sign are all in Leo. And I was like, ooh, this explains so fucking much how crazy you are. How some shit you fucking say. One time me and my husband were in the car and we just left Hooters. And we, I like the wings of Hooters. We just left Hooters. And I'm he's starting the car and he just looks at me and he's smiling at me so fucking hard. And he's smiling at me the way he smiles at Will and Grace because he loves fucking Will and Grace. He just thinks it's so fucking funny. And I tried to explain to him that it doesn't like, uh, it doesn't age well. And he's like, I don't know. I just love that Karen. His eyes kind of sparkle and shit. So he's looking at me and his eyes are sparkling at me. Same way he looks at chicken. Same way, <laughs> same way he looks at his Xbox. And he's, they're just like, you know, his eyes are sparkling. I'm like, what? And he goes, I just love your arms. They're just so fat. Like, they're like super fat arms. They're like jiggly. And I'm like, what? And he like even pinches one of my arms. He's like, it's just so cute. Like how babies arms. They're just super fat. They're just like there. And I'm like, he's just smiling at me. I'm like, he thinks he's giving me a compliment. He's just taking me down. <laughs> I said, I just, I said, please take me home. And he goes, what? What's wrong? I just think you have cute, fat arms. <laughs> and to this day, he still doesn't know what he did wrong. He still doesn't know that he pinched my arm like I was a baby and was like, love these fat arms. <laughs> anyway, he's a little crazy. Um, um, I'm lost. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So they all go to the skating rink. Um... The other thing is, is that, so, because I go to skating rink a lot, the skating rink is not open all the time. At least nowhere I've lived has the skating rink been open all day, every day. Most of the time, it's open maybe a Thursday night, a Friday night, full day on Saturday, and a full day on Sunday. But the skating rink is not usually open on a Monday, unless you, unless you happen to live near, like, a really busy one that, like, can sustain the business. It's it's not Dave and Buster's. People don't go all the time. Um, so I had a feeling that they wanted us to think that the fact that they went to a closed skating rink was like, ooh, they closed it for 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 Flav because he's a big guy. No, you guys just went on a Tuesday. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Like it just seems sad to me. Um, so at the at the um at the rink, uh, New York is falling a lot on purpose. It's really hilarious to me to watch her fall on purpose and laugh and shit. And I guess Flay figured it out, but I mean she's literally throwing herself onto a wooden floor 
so that Flav will pick her up. Um, a smiley and Flav have a moment where he's like, you taking off your, your makeup was so heroic to me. It meant a lot. I see who, you for who you are. And again, I'm like, she just took off some concealer and some lip gloss. To, today, she would have to take off a whole face. She would like literally take off a mask and hand it to you. Um, Miss Latin is just there. It's obvious Miss Latin is not in the flame. It's really obvious she's not in the flame. Okay, so then they have a luxurious meal at the skating rink snack bar. I guess they ate some nachos and some fries and maybe a pretzel. Maybe somebody got a Slurpee. <laughs> Actually sounds really good right now. I don't know why I'm fucking, I don't know why I'm racking. Like I really want a Slurpee. Um, there we find that Smiley's divorced and she's really broken up about it. Like she seems very upset about the fact she's divorced. And I'm not sure why it's so much, it's so much like, I am sure, never mind. I, I, don't, I don't know why I said I'm not sure. I am sure. The fact is that Miss Latin and Smiley both seem to have a lot of emotions about the last person they dated. The difference is that Miss Latin broke up with that guy a week ago and has been calling him from the house. And Smiley is just fucking hung up on her husband, on her ex. Um, in fact, when she talks, when, when Flav is asking her about the relationships, she's talked very vaguely. And I mean, she pretty much lies and plays the whole thing down. New York doesn't really talk about her exes. And let's talk about the reason why Flav is asking this question to begin with. Production asked him to ask it. And they know because they're watching dailies and they're around while she's on the phone trying to get in touch with her ex-boyfriend. Um, now, remember how we started this. I was like, I do not remember someone like in New York. <laughs> I remember she seemed lonely. She didn't like... No one liked her because she was mean to everybody. And now I remember why I don't remember. It's because immediately after, Miss Latin's like, I really like New York. And then as soon as New York senses some weakness, some vulnerability, she's like, oh, I know something about you. She goes back and she's telling everyone about the day and about how Miss Latin, just talking shit about how Miss Latin was like, oh, this isn't important, but they all know it is. She tells Hottie, who tells Pumpkin, who already knew because Pumpkin was in the room when Miss Latin was saying that she'd go back with cash. So Pumpkin tells Hottie some more gossip. But Pumpkin says she's not going to snitch her out. And Hottie, Hottie is like, oh, girl, that's you. I'm a snitch. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. I really do. I respect that. All this summer while all those memes were going around about how um, Takashi 69 was a snitch and he was he was snitching on everything and and the really fucking funny memes about um <laughs> the one that got me the one that that uh really fucking got me was so it's the picture is of him at the um defendant's table and the meme is that it's he's like explaining some some mystery that we always thought about but in this one someone's got him holding up like a like a a picture of a of a of a crocodile was like oh of a stingray of a stingray is like this is the stingray that killed uh Steve Irwin <laughs> and maybe that's not funny to you but it is so fucking funny to me because Steve Irwin is one of those people he well, it's not crocodile what was he what was his nickname all right I'm gonna look it up 
the crocodile hunter. And he used to be on Australian TV and he'd run around running up on crocodiles and shit and other wild animals. And the truth was, although he really loved animals, the show made him seem like kind of a dick. I would be like, why don't you just leave them alone? And he ended up dying cause, from a stingray. And his death was like so heard by so many, like people really felt bad. Like he, how can I say this? Even though I thought he was kind of a dick, no one else thought he was a dick. They were just like, he was just a really nice guy. He was a crocodile hunter. He says something like, crikey. And he just, he, he was just well-liked. And he had this wife that seemed like, seemed like she'd been like, talked into some shit. She was wearing the exact same outfit as he was. She'd be like running behind her. It was, and then they had two kids. And so when he died, he left the two kids. And one of the kids' name was Bindi. And it was a girl. And he kind of launched her career, her very strange career as like a an entertainment person, Bindi Irwin, daughter of the crocodile hunter. Oh, his son looks just like him. Anyway, <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh, so Takashi Six Nine is holding up a picture. So this is the stingray that killed Steve Irwin, <laughs> and I just die thinking about. Him giving all this information to the fucking FBI. One of the things, he, one of the key pieces of information he has is he knows which thing went killed Steve Irwin. As you can tell, I really find this fucking funny. Anyway, the whole thing is this: like, I respect someone who just says I'm a snitch. Guys, I'm not doing any jail time for any reason whatsoever. So don't plan any crimes with me. Don't tell me about any crimes you committed. <laughs> don't do any of that shit. Um, if I randomly walk up to you trying to talk about some fucking crimes, run because I'm wearing a fucking wire. Don't <laughs> just let's not put ourselves in these positions because I'm not doing any fucking time. Um, also, I just want to point out that Hottie is wearing... A very strange outfit. It's long pants with slits up the sides. And you can show that she's wearing shorts of some sort. But it just seems like no purpose to. And then she's also wearing like a slingshot wrapped around her 80 pounds. She has these big... <laughs> like boulders <laughs> that she's like tucked into a slingshot that she wrapped around her torso. It's very strange. And she's wearing this ridiculous outfit when she confronts Miss Latin. And Holly is all like, I said, I heard you said Flav ain't shit and you only care about your man cash. And Miss Latin is like, no. Where did you get that from? And the truth is, Holly is like really simplifying what was said. And she's not like taking in the nuances of it. At the same time, why is Ms. Latin pretending like she don't know even what the fuck she's talking about? She sounds like one of my fucking kids when I'm like, hey, so your teacher told me that you've been like obsessing over this blue chair in the classroom and, you know, you, you've you been really disrespectful trying to use this blue chair, you know, to her, even though she told you you couldn't sit in that chair. And my kid would be like, no, what are you even talking That never happened. Never. That sounds crazy. 
And then they'll be like, it was a green chair. No, why are you pretending like you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about? Miss Latin is pretending like she doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And what happens is that they end up eating dinner. And they, they're all mad at Hottie because they think she's starting drama. Which is fine because she is starting drama. And I can understand that. But I'm really concerned about that slingshot she has wrapped around her boobs. And somebody's going to lose an eye. And also, she's just saying all the same shit you guys said. Like, every person, like, Hoops is mad at her. Pumpkin's mad at her. Almost everyone is mad at her. But they all talked about this shit behind Miss Latin's back. They're, so I guess they're mad at Hottie because she's, like, bringing it up in front of everyone. They can't think that she's, like, oh, well, she's giving out this information in front of, like, and now everyone's going to know because you filmed all these things. There were cameras here the entire time you were talking about the shit. So you know people are going to know. I just don't get, I don't get why they're this mad at Hottie. And no one's going, well, also, Miss Latin, you know, I had to quit my job at Chili's to be here because they weren't going to hold my job. And I did that because I'm in love with, I really like the idea of Flavor Flav. And so it hurts me that you are also here and you actually have a boyfriend, which is like a reality, uh, a love competition reality trope where the other contestants start like being like, you're not here for him. And so I don't want to have to compete. I don't know why I have to compete against you because I've given up everything to be here. Like, that's what I expected to happen. Instead, they were like, Hottie's making, Hottie's like, you know, causing a problem and they're all mad at her and they start arguing and that's when sweetie's like she doesn't understand why she's upset she just like to eat her food in peace every meal is a fight can she just please taste her meal before they have another fucking fight and then goldie's over there with her big smile gold tooth <laughs> going i love the chicken the chicken was delicious and i find that so funny because goldie you threw up chicken on the last episode maybe you should stay the fuck away from the chicken who made the chicken <laughs> this wasn't a fucking potluck I hate potlucks this wasn't a potluck was it who what you know what we'll get to the chicken episode we'll get to it so everyone's really upset about Hottie possibly starting shit no one's thinking about Red Oyster cause she's over there sitting on Flame Flap telling him all about the drama and, and basically like she's she's like how would you feel if somebody was calling their ex from your house and leaving the room, possibly crying. Like, <laughs> and she tells him. And that's on camera, too. And it's elimination time. Flav stands in front of a bunch of girls' pictures and says some stuff about strategy and rats and tryhards or whatever. And the camera zooms in on a bunch of pictures. But remember, this is done in editing. This is done in post. He's not necessarily talking about those girls. When So they're they're, like, building up for dramatic effect. So, so just like on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, the bumpers at the end of um, each segment before commercial mis- try to mislead you into thinking that something is going to happen that is absolutely not going to happen. All the girls are nervous. Um, everyone's calling out who they think should um, go. At this point, Miss Latin says oyster and I'm like okay so was this this was filmed afterwards because 
how does she know Oyster told on her? Did she know that before the elimination? Did she know she was going home? Because Oyster told on her. By the way, Oyster didn't need to tell on her. I'm sure production talked to Flav about this. And if they didn't, it was because they were trying to protect production, not, you know what I mean? Like, make sure he's surprised by something. Not necessarily because they're like, oh, I wouldn't tell on that. It's just, it's what what works best for the, the show we're trying to make. Should he know? It would be funny if it, it would be better if he didn't know and we told him right before they eliminated. Like, all that shit's going on behind the scenes. All of the girls are nervous. Everyone's worried they're going home. Pumpkin makes, Pumpkin, even though she's nervous, takes the time to call out hottie slingshot boob thingy. Disgusting. And I appreciate her for that. Now, she said it because she because she thinks hottie's fat. I personally just think that boobs that big should not be compressed. Um, if you if you guys ever tried to get like crescent rolls out of one of those containers or biscuits out of one of those containers, you should not compress things like that because they can explode. Okay, that's what I'm I'm just saying that people should be nervous. So Flays calls them all down, supposedly in order of favorite to least favorite. Hot, uh, Sweetie gets the first one, and she's really excited about that. When New York gets her clock, there's a montage of people being mad. Um, Rain and her big teeth. Sirius does a pretty good impression of New York. Not wanting to be friends with anybody. Constantly telling people she's not there to make friends. Um, after New York, Pumpkin gets hers. And then Pumpkin, and then Flav stops giving out clocks. Um, even though he has, I think he has three clocks left. Instead, he gives his long ass speech to Miss Latin about disrespect in his crib and saying he never disrespect her. Okay, you never disrespect her? How about when you refuse to learn her name? Because it'd be too hard. How about then? That's disrespectful. Like, like I said, Miss Lyon made some mistakes, okay? But, I don't know. Maybe I'm too forgiving. Maybe I'm too fucking forgiving. Maybe I'm too much like, what did you fucking want? You got, you got these bitches at a club. They didn't, no one knew no one was at the club. No one was at home going, I really hope I can be one of Flavor Flay's baby mamas one day. No one said that. So you just gather these women here and, I mean, their lives are still going on up until the moment they walk through the door. We have a soft spot for Miss Lyon. I don't know. She did have a very big mole on her hip when she was in the, like a birthmark or something. I don't fucking know what it was when she was in the hot tub and I was thinking about that. And I was also thinking about what I would have done in a hot tub for Flavor Flav. To be honest, I would have done nothing for Flavor Flav, but let's pretend like I was desperate enough to get on this show. I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Maybe would I have taught him some French? I don't fucking know. And I can just imagine him not, like, pronouncing the shit right either. Um, and also, Miss Lan's real name is Zochel. I hope I'm saying that right. I have a friend with that name, and that's how we say it. That's how she pronounces it. But it's X-O-T-C-H-L. And that's a that's a really cool fucking name. We call my friend X a lot, but like that's an awesome fucking name. Rain's real name is Thela. By the way, Rain gets let go too. And like I said, the reason she got let go was twofold. One, because Flav wasn't feeling her. She got zero alone time with him. 
And I mean, he just, I, I bet he couldn't even remember who the, that she was there. I mean, I bet you also production was like, ooh, I think we got what we need from her. <laughs> if she's in the house one more day, she might actually hit somebody. Um, Guys, remember on season, was it three? It might have been season three. It might have been two. When Safari on the first day hits, uh, gets into a fight over beds. And with this white woman, I don't know. She just seemed like somebody's aunt. <laughs> and she hit, I guess she, Safari was being aggressive. And she, <laughs> she kind of hit Safari with some, like, some fake flowers. And Safari takes that very literal and, like, literally starts just, like, pounding on her. <laughs> like, it's fucking WrestleMania. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, Safari comes from a place where you don't even act like you're going to hit somebody unless you're really going to fucking hit them. And that girl was kind of like, she kind of looked like um, Heather McDonald, to be honest. And she just kind of like, kind of like throws the the, the fake flowers at her. And then Safari's like, come here, motherfucker. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> and she ends up having to go home. But they have them waiting while people kind of decide what they're going to do with her. And, um... Safari's praying. Safari's like, Safari's like, please, oh Lord, don't let me, um, uh, um, don't let me beat this bitch's ass again. And the girl is crying because she, (laughs) she got beat up. Okay. She, she didn't realize where she was. It was like the beginning of that song, Welcome to the Jungle, where the guy screaming, do you know where you are? The and that Heather McDonald look like did not know what the fuck she was at. She did not realize she was on a bad street. <laughs> she should. <laughs> she was slipping. That's that's what happened. So anyway, she's crying, and Safari. She's like, "That's really mean for you to be over there praying about beating me up." And Safari told her to shut the fuck up before the Lord direct her to beat her ass again. <laughs> this is so fucking mean, but it's funny. It's real fucking funny to me. And she's like putting on chapstick, which she calls lip chap. She's And then she even offers something to the girl she beat up. And the girl's like, no, thank you. And Safari's like, well, I was just trying to be nice. It was so fucking funny. So fucking funny. And that's not even the most funny part that fucking Safari had on the on these series because, remember, Monique hosted Charm School where basically she took all, like, the wildest girls from Flavor of Love and, like, I don't know, try to make them into respectable women. I gotta reject the idea of the premise of the show now. But at the time, I was just like, oh yeah, I wanna see these bitches again. And so, so far. So the first thing she did was give the girls back their names. Like, we're not gonna be calling people by these slave names Flavor Flav has given you. So funny. It's the same producers, by the way. So, like, they came up with the concept that Flav was gonna take away these girls' names and give them, like, misspelled ridiculous names and then they do another show where they're like that was ridiculous we need to give you back your names ingenious actually so I, each girl comes up and she asks the girls what your real name is and they tell her and she gives them a name tag with their real name because remember at that point we've known them by these uh, slave names they've had so Safari so comes up and Monique goes, baby, beloved, <laughs> what's your real name? 
<laughs> she goes, Safari is my real name. I had to go home. I didn't stay long enough to get a name. <laughs> Monique. Listen, I've seen Monique in a lot of shit. I don't know that she's that great of an actress, okay? But she kind of pauses and tenses up. And kind of, like, she's a vo- She's trying real hard not to laugh to herself. <laughs> and... But she tenses up like, if I move a muscle, I'm going to bust out laughing because I thought this misspelled shit was something Flav came up with. It's something your mama came up with. Like, she's made a full paw. Like, and I don't know if the producer did that to her on purpose or what happened or wires got crossed or what. But if she had known that was Safari's name, she wouldn't have said that. She wouldn't be talking shit about the girl's name. But when Monique tenses up and can't quite move, Safari reaches out. Now, Monique has put a name tag on all the girls with their real names on it. Safari reaches out and puts a name tag on herself. <laughs> like, 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 I'm going to give you a moment, bitch, but I got to get my name tag. <laughs> it's very fucking funny. Very fucking funny. But again, let me stop talking about other shows. Um, Yeah, um... People are leaving. They're kind of mad. Five more girls left. Rain's pretty mad. Um, Thayla. Um, she said, but she said she had a good time. She said she lived in a beautiful house. For like six days, girl. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's the show. So next next Sunday, I will have, we'll be doing the third episode of season one of Flavor of Love. Don't forget to, to subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I don't read them, but somebody else may need to. And come follow me on Buy Pumpkin Podcast on Instagram, okay? All right, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.